Huge injury news ahead of Thursday's opener. Mike Sando from The Athletic with us as well. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is game week, game Tuesday, two days away from the Lions opener. Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thanks for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, Tuesday, September 5th and Wednesday, September 6th. Got to give a shout out to our everydayers as well. My boy, John Dyer, checking with me last night at Arts, Beats, and Eats. Loves the show. Thank you, John. Neil Wags, legend. He's an everydayer. Here we go. Detroit and Kansas City. Thursday night. We got tons of news we got to get to. This Isaiah Bug situation. I'll tell you what's going on down at 222. Also, Travis Kelsey hyperextends his knee in practice yesterday. Wow. That's pretty big. And Mike Sando going to join us. A longtime senior NFL writer for TheAthletic.com. He's coming up momentarily as well right here on Locked On Lions. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. You can follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Lions on Twitter, on threads at The Real Matt Dairy, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. And again, thank you, those of you subscribing and watching each and every day for free on our Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. All right, big story today that has come out certainly is the Travis Kelsey situation. Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid announcing before practice today in Kansas City that Kelsey hyperextended his knee in practice on Monday. The team listing him on their injury report today as limited in practice. Uh, Many doctors and experts believe a hyperextended knee that took place on a Monday with a game on Thursday means that Kelsey, who's only missed four games in eight years, um, is likely going to be doubtful for this game on Thursday night against the Leos. I mean, the the line in FanDuel's got the, the, the point spread already from six and a half for Kansas City down to five and a half. This is obviously a big blow to Kansas City's offense. This is the best tight end in football. This is Patrick Mahomes' security blanket, his best weapon, we know the injury, the, the history for the Lions defensively in guarding tight ends. Not great, Bob. Uh, so this is a big, big story. If Travis Kelsey can't go, a lot of new wide receivers for the Chiefs, a lot of new weapons for Mahomes to, to integrate into the offense. Uh, some guys like Kadarius Tony and others that are, you know, they don't really have that number one receiver. Um, Travis Kelsey is as good an offensive weapon as you'll find in the sport. And if he can't play on Thursday night, huge advantage for the Lions. Now, some of you are going to say, no, 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 this sucks. I wanted Kansas City at full strength. I don't care. When you've been, when you've won one playoff game in since 1957, you'll take these wins, these dubs, however you can. All right. There's not going to be an asterisk at the end of the year on the schedule that says, well, they didn't have Chris Jones. They didn't have Kelsey. Who cares? Yes. These pro, I would say the Chiefs' best three players are Mahomes, 
Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones is still holding out. He's not going to be ready by Thursday if he signs tonight. And Kelsey, doubtful. Hey, you're the Lions. You just want to stack wins. And this gives Detroit a huge advantage in this game. A much easier test without number 87 in the red uniform. Now, Mahomes is still the best. Best quarterback in the league. Best player in the league. Still can make things happen. You never know. But, uh, man, this is a big break for the Lions. You hate to see it. You don't like injuries. I'm sure Kelsey will be fine. Hyperextended knee. But doubtful he'll, he'll play on Thursday. And, boy, that changes the way you look at things for the Lions defense, certainly, against the Chiefs. Now, speaking of the Lions defense, uh, story's been breaking and story's been brewing over the last 24 to 48 hours about Isaiah Bugs. Bugs did not practice on Saturday and was the only Lions player not there. Then on Monday, uh, uh, was available in the locker room, but didn't practice again due to illness. He was sick, they said. Then after um, um, practice on Monday in open locker room, Bugs basically said, and Bugs had, had scrubbed the Lions off his social media, starting putting started, started putting some cryptic messages out there. People like, oh my God, is Isaiah Bugs being traded? Is he unhappy? Bugs admitted uh, yesterday that the Lions co coaching staff told him he's going to be a scratch for Thursday night. What? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. Um, number one, Isaiah Bugs. And again, some of this is on me. Some of this is on the media. None of us came out and publicly asked the question, why was Isaiah Bugs in the game? in the last preseason game in the second half against Carolina. Benito Jones wasn't out there. Roderick Martin wasn't out there. Why was Isaiah Bugs playing with the scrubs, basically, in the second half of the last preseason game? Well, it turns out Isaiah Bugs, uh, and Dan Campbell said it today, the tape tells the story. Isaiah Bugs has lost his starting job. And <laughs> Isaiah Bugs was sick Saturday? Are we sure about that? He might have said to hell with this. I'm not going to practice. No, I can't confirm that. But why is he a scratch already? The Lions usually put their inactives out an hour and a half before game time. Bugs said three days before the game, he's already been told he's not playing. Dan Campbell says it's performance-based. It's all about the tape. And he, and he talked to Bugs and, and, and the two of them ironed it out. And that's all he'll say about it. To me, Isaiah Bugs not coming to um, optional workout, voluntary workouts and voluntary mini camp when everybody else, most of everybody else was there probably was, uh, a white flag for the coaching staff. Now, again, it's voluntary, but the lions had really good attendance. He was nowhere to be found. Then Roderick Martin, Benito Jones, uh, Levi Onzerike all have played better and have performed better both in practice and in the joint practices and in the exhibition games. And Isaiah Bugs probably doesn't like it. And he's now second string and now won't even play on Thursday. Here's my hope. Hopefully he and Dan Campbell had a really good talk. They ironed this out. And Isaiah Bugs will be back in the good graces of everybody come next week against Seattle. Because right now, healthy scratch, I don't think it's just performance-based. I think there's a lot going on. But Dan Campbell and the Lions are going to keep that to themselves. And that I understand completely. So that's the situation. It sucks. 
Lions have had no issues with any players. They've had a squeaky clean training camp, which has been great. This is the first kind of little hiccup here with Isaiah Bugs, maybe having a little bit of a bad attitude, uh, didn't come to voluntary workouts, and, and now, you know, has lost his starting job. Hopefully he gets it back, because I think when he's on his game, he's better than Benito Jones, but not in the eyes of the coaches right now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, very interesting, certainly, um, uh, situation playing out right now uh, down to 222 a Rod Wood Drive. All right, Mike Sando from TheAthletic.com. Awesome. Senior NFL writer for The Athletic is going to join us coming up next. First, though, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, Draft is this week for everybody. Let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's edition of eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Right off the uh, out of the chute here, I hate to say it, but it has to do with the Lions and Chiefs. Vinny likes Isaiah Pacheco. If you need an undervalued running back to help give your fantasy football team a smoother ride this season, then you should pick Chiefs second-year man Isaiah Pacheco. He's a coaching staff favorite with his power running that quickly earned him a roster spot. Chiefs also saw that he could reel off big runs and be a real asset as a receiver when given the targets. Expect Pacheco to have a shot at ample scoring playing off of Patrick Mahomes. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. You got air filters, brakes, they got batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay, guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, everybody, as promised, a guy I have a ton of respect for and uh, love reading in TheAthletic.com, Mike Sandoz, been covering the NFL for a long time, joins us uh, today, just a couple days before the Lions get going in Kansas City against the Chiefs. Mike, great to see you. It's good to be here. Exciting season, especially for the Lions. Yeah, oh my gosh, no question about it. Well, the big news of the day, and I mentioned this before you came on, Travis Kelsey, hyperextended knee. How does that change how you view Thursday night? It's big. I mean, they're already the Chris Jones situation. He's their best player on defense. Is a, you know, I, I was going to say, couldn't you, Detroit, with all these expectations, pick a better opener than the team that wins all their games? But, you know, hey, I'm saying there's a chance. You'd, you had take Kelsey out of the equation. You know, you'd take uh, the, the Chris Jones situation for what it is. I mean, that diminishes their team. So we'll see. I mean, I think the whole story of Pat Mahomes, that's differentiated him from every other quarterback, is – he hasn't needed a good defense. He 
lost Tyreek Hill. You know, he had a bad ankle and they won the Super Bowl. So I think all things are possible for Kansas City if you have Mahomes. But it's a lot harder if you don't have Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, was my first round fantasy pick on the team that I've done for <laughs> with all my buddies for years. So, yeah. you know, the figures, I probably cursed them. Oh, geez. Um, let me ask you this about the Chris Jones situation. Um, Andy Reid saying on Tuesday, you know, they're not close or it's just, it's not looking good, but for Lions fans, if Chris Jones agrees on Wednesday, could, is there a scenario he plays Thursday? Or are you like no way that he'd yeah. be ready to play? I think there could be a scenario. I think every one of those is a case by case basis of, you know, what type of shape the players in and how they can verify that and feel good about it. But I just don't think he would be able to come in right now and play, you know, 55 snaps at a high level dominating the whole game. But, you know, if he were to come in, you'd think they could get him in some packages and he could be disruptive on third down or, you know, and then just take it, play it by ear, see how he feels and how he's going. And, and, you know, you'd certainly from a Detroit standpoint, hope he takes a, at least a week off to get ready. Mike Sandoz, senior NFL writer for the athletic.com has covered this league for a very long time. Joining us today, all right, you, you look at Detroit overall, um, and I want to get back to the Chiefs game in a second, but, you know, yeah. are you one of these guys that, and, and just people in general that think, I mean, this is their division, the Lions should win it? Yeah. Um, I do think they're favored to win the division. I will have a piece coming out this week where I talk to people in the league and we stack all the teams in each conference. And so the AFC will go first, NFC come out uh, after that. And I think without being too much of a spoiler, you know, uh, the Lions are the top team from the NFC North in that, in the eyes of people in the league. And I, I share that. You know, I think by the end of last year, you know, I tapped the brakes a little bit because uh, I think it's just been such a great feeling for Detroit to uh, have some success that you're worried a little bit about, you know, cart ahead of the horse, talking like a playoff team when you, you know, weren't, um, and all of those sorts of things. But I think their ability to keep Ben Johnson to run the offense probably averted an adjustment that would have been difficult, that would have made it easier to question. Um, right now, you just look around and think, okay, they're probably a little bit more established in their program um, than the other teams in the division. What I mean by that is, you know, Goff's been in this offense now for a while. Uh, the staff's been here a while. There's different types of continuity with some of the other teams, but with a new quarterback in Green Bay, a new kind of everything in Chicago, and Minnesota really being in transition where you don't get the feeling, even though they had a great record last year, they're not like totally loading up right now. They're kind of trying to be competitive while they retool things. And you almost get the sense it could be Kirk Cousins' final year there. They won a bunch of close games. So it should be Detroit's year. It doesn't guarantee anything, but I think the optimism is justified. When you look at what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes have done, have done together, but obviously Dan kind of uh, steers the ship, what stands out? What do you like about... Yeah how quickly this thing has turned uh, here in Detroit. Well, I like the fact that they went after the offensive line and fixed it. Uh, because when you look at these teams, you look like a team like Philadelphia that's been to the Super Bowl, probably a little bit ahead of, of uh, Detroit. What are they known for? Great offensive line. So if you don't have that, uh, it just makes it harder on everyone else. You probably have to have an even more special quarterback. You know, maybe your defense has to be really good. I think that's just a nice fundamental part of your team that everyone agrees is important and it's hard to get good on the line. It just really is. Most teams wish they could really upgrade because it's hard to keep the guys together. It's hard to develop players on the line and they just put resources into it. So I think that's 
probably the number one thing they've been able to hang their hat on that has Jared Goff playing at a higher level than he would be uh, otherwise that, you know, helps the running game and gives your team a little bit of an identity. You mentioned Goff. I uh, read your quarterback tears piece uh, a while ago, actually, and uh, we talked about it on, on the show, and I disagreed a little. I, I thought thought tier three okay. I didn't love that he was behind guys like Kyler Murray, but uh, yeah. I, know you put a, I know you put a lot of time into it. Uh, how did you see Jared that way? I know you talked to people in yeah. the league and do you see him being a tier two guy for sure next year? I kind of do. You know, I feel like, so the way the quarterback tiers thing works is I talked to 50 people in the league. I think we had, you know, eight GMs, 10 head coaches, 15 coordinators on down, you know, a lot of people who know a lot more about football than I do. And we put them into tiers. But what you notice is no one really moves, a, changes their whole reputation in, in a short period of time, like a year. So what I see, like, I agree. And I think Kyler Murray's doing this yeah. and Jared Goff's doing this. And we just took a snapshot while they're probably doing this. Right. So it's a snapshot right now. And I, and like Geno Smith is a good example, had a great year for Seattle. You saw in the Detroit game last year. I mean, there was a shootout. He played great, had a great season. People didn't just throw out everything about Geno Smith and put him into tier two. He, you know, the, the same sort of conversation in San Francisco, Brock Purdy, the top of tier four, he played better than that. Yeah, he did, but it was five games, right, during the regular season. So I wouldn't take it too personally. I do agree that if he, I say this, if he plays close to what he played like last year, he's clearly in tier two. I mean, look who's ahead of him. Like you said, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray are at the top of tier three, Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson, Stafford. You could easily see Goff getting into the bottom of tier two. It's interesting. Uh, there's still a chip on Jared's shoulder for, can he do it again? They drafted a quarterback this past year in Hendon Hooker, and obviously they're redshirting him. Uh, there's no long-term deal yet. He's up after next year. But I like that he plays with that chip on the shoulder and that that combo with Ben Johnson. That's that's a nice little uh, feather in the cap right now for this whole Lion situation, isn't it? It is. Could you imagine if Ben Johnson had left? Then yeah. uh, there'd be an even bigger chip for Jared because everybody would be saying he's doomed. He can't play. But I think for almost all of the quarterbacks, it matters a great deal what's around you. And he has played through extremes, probably one of the worst situations you could have coming into the league with the Rams in the beginning, and then quickly flipped to one of the best situations where it was great around him. And then some attrition, some atrophy to their roster uh, made it harder on him. And so he lived through that. Now he comes to Detroit and everybody thinks, well, Detroit's a bad team. Well, guess what? Detroit's a pretty good team now. So he looks good again. He's not going to go to a team that's terrible and just turn it around in one year like Andrew Luck. There's very few players who can do that. doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. I mean, you can certainly win with Jared Goff, and you can probably win bigger than people realize. Obviously, he was been in a Super Bowl already. Mike Sando with us. I want to talk to him a little bit more about uh, Thursday night, of course, Lions and Chiefs. Ask him a little bit more about what he doesn't like on the Detroit roster. We'll do that Coming up next, first, though, our friends at FanDuel. You know we love them. Here we go. The line has moved already. Lions, Chiefs, with all this Kelsey news today, the spread at FanDuel was 6.5 for Kansas City, now down to 5.5. You want to get ready for NFL season with all the incredible offers and uh, from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's the place you got to go. Right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit our friends at FanDuel.com. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Put that in. 
Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Mike Sando with us from TheAthletic.com. One of the reasons that I subscribe, love Mike's work, and certainly I mentioned some others uh, from The Athletic to do a great job. Nick Baumgartner and the crew, Colton here in Detroit, covering the Lions. All right, Mike, so Lions and Chiefs, we mentioned Jones and Kelsey a little bit, but are you concerned at all? Brand new secondary for the Lions, and I know it's an upgraded secondary, but having to face Mahomes in week one when they're all together for the first time, should that be a concern? It is. I mean, obviously, anyone playing Mahomes, it's it's a concern. Total game plan consideration. I do think, though, you know, have, if Kelsey is not going to be a factor or play in the game, it's a big deal. And I think if you look at the great quarterbacks over the years, remember when Tom Brady had it going in, in New England? You could take away some pieces, but if he lost everything, and remember when Gronk would go out, it wasn't the same at all. Uh, it didn't mean he's not a Tier 1 quarterback. But if I think all of these guys need a baseline level of weaponry, and we saw that erode some uh, with the Chiefs. And if Kelsey was really holding it up. So they have great scheming, I'm sure, in the red zone. They're still going to be difficult. But they have some new pieces. You talk about a new secondary. There's new receivers here, too. There's a rookie. Uh, you know, they've worked some they, – they picked up Kadarius Tony, who's always kind of on the injury report. Uh, there's less really to bank on there, especially if Kelsey is uh, – you know, not going to be able to to play in the game or be effective. Uh, uh, you know, that may mitigate that a little bit. Any matchups that stand out? Anything that concerns you if you're the Lions uh, in this game? Oh, well, I think it's always just Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's the number one quarterback in the league, unanimous tier one, and he has shown an ability when the chips are down, when people doubt him. Talk about the chip on Jared Goff's shoulder. Mahomes lives with that too, even though he's the best quarterback in the league. So I think he is everything for them. He's the only quarterback really that you can look in 50 years who can win multiple championships without having a good defense. That tells you that how different he is. You know, you look at all the other quarterbacks, Joe Montana, great defense in San Francisco, Tom Brady, great defense uh, all the way through. And so he is different. He is a, almost a little bit of a unicorn here. And I think that's the one guy you're worried about above anyone else. You mentioned Casey's defense. Uh, their defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnolo, saying today they're identifying number 26. They know where Jameer Gibbs is going to be. That's pretty high praise for a kid that Mike has not been on an NFL field yet. Uh, yeah. What do you think of Gibbs going at 12? And could he come right yeah. in and just be this gigantic weapon right off the bat? That is pretty awesome that someone who's been around and won as many Super Bowls as Steve Spagnuolo would say that. I think this is the classic, uh, it's it's just like a a debate for our time, right? Because people criticized the Detroit for taking a running back that early. But if you get a special player who affects the passing game, you know, isn't that okay, right? There's there's a bit kind of a balance here. So like the example to me, and I'm I'm not comparing any rookie who hasn't played no matter what Steve Spagnuolo says to Marshall Falk. But if Marshall Falk were in the draft this year, you would take him early in the first round, right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, anybody would. <laughs> He's a total difference maker on your team. So I think it remains to be seen how dynamic he is, You know what type of career he's going to have. But I do think that there's room to take a running back higher if they're just a complete game changer who affect the, affected on all three downs and are you know somebody that Steve Spagnuolo has to mention uh, when they play you. 
mentioned before about the NFC North a little bit and, and, and your piece coming out soon about uh, just previewing things, but in the NFC, in your mind, is it Philly, San Francisco, and everybody else? And could the Lions get up to three by the end of this yeah. uh, this whole shebang? Oh, I think they could. Yeah, I think the Lions, uh, you know, should be up there because really, when you're trying to predict, we don't know what's going to happen. There's things that are going to go sideways. There's going to be injuries, but you look for. Th- I look for things that you can sort of hang your hat on, right? So, uh, you know, a team like Philadelphia, they've been there. We know they have talent. They're good on the lines. Uh, so you, you feel good about that. You know, a team like San Francisco just sort of finds a way uh, with their scheme on offense and they've been good on defense. I do have some concerns about them uh, a little bit longer term. Uh, and then with Detroit, like I said, there's an identity on offense. There's talent on the offensive line, the quarterback and the offensive coordinator in sync. Uh, you know, they've taken on the identity of their head coach. You start getting too far down in the NFC. You know, there's not a ton of teams that have as many things that you can uh, rely on. I think Seattle will have a good year. I think New Orleans probably has a really good record because of their division, because they play the easiest schedule of opposing quarterbacks in the league. Uh, but I think Detroit's got to certainly be up there. Uh, you're a state of Washington guy. You've dropped Seattle in now twice in this interview. That's that's our week two game. That's uh oh yeah. And Fox uh, Fox is putting their bringing their big guns with Kevin Burkhardt and Aaron Andrew, Aaron Andrews and Greg Olson. So uh, that'll be a nice little rematch from a year ago, huh? It'll really be fun. You know, I think those are two teams that uh, are, they're kind of fun teams. You know, I think their, their coaches are, are different, but similar in other ways. You know, they, they're the person, their personalities are uh, probably initially questioned, right? I mean, when Pete Carroll was hired, I remember thinking, I don't know. I mean, kind of the raw, raw stuff. Does that work? Yeah. It's completely genuine. And he's a good ball coach, Dan Campbell biting kneecaps. I mean, come on, is that going to work? That's him. <laughs> That's him though. It's authentic. So I think these are two authentic coaches that are easy to, uh, you know, discount if you don't really know what they're about. Mike, great to see you. Thanks so much for uh, doing this. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mike Sando with us from theathletic.com here on a Tuesday edition of Lockdown Lions. We'll have the crossover tomorrow.